Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? Mark chapter 13, we're, we're Lord willing going to finish the chapter today, and this is an amazing chapter because we know it's a discussion with Jesus and the disciples. Really, it's not, it's not really a discussion, though. It's, it's pretty much Jesus answering a three-part question from the disciples, and pretty much the whole chapter is red letters. It's Jesus doing the talking. So Mark chapter 13 is called the Olivet Discourse, fancy name for a discussion on the top of the Mount of Olives. That's all it is. But what I love about this chapter is there's so much eschatology and prophecy in it, and it teaches us and tells us about some things that have already happened in prophecy, but things to come as well. And today we're going to see more of that. We're going to see Jesus is going to talk about what it's going to look like in the time right before the second coming, right before Jesus returns to this planet. But we're also going to see Jesus describing something called the end of the age, which I will show you is pointing to, to a beautiful event that every Christian should be excited about, the blessed hope, the rapture of the church. Amen? If you're not excited about the rapture, let's talk, okay? And, and you know, we were talking about this a little bit. Some of us are getting up there in age, and I, and I know every time I say that, they're like, you just wait, buddy. And I'm like, I know. But here's the thing. We went to a conference, an awesome conference, up in Kennewick, Calvary Chapel, Tri-Cities. And this is also funny because we took a group, big group of like 14 people from this church. It was a ministry conference and it was really awesome. But yesterday, um, as we're sitting in the service, Pastor Steve from Calvary Chapel Tri-Cities basically gave the sermon that I'm about to teach today. And so I told everybody that went with us, hey, if you guys want to leave halfway through, I won't be offended since you've already heard the message. So, but we'll see. In any case, Mark 13, we're going to start at verse 24. And uh, I'm going to read through verse 31, and then we're going to dive in. Mark 13, 24. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fall, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send his angels and gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest part of the earth to the farthest part of heaven, Verse 28, now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Let's pray. Father, Thank you for your word. Lord, we know that your word is powerful. We know that your word gets in us and changes us, Lord. And today, as we look at this beautiful promise of what is coming, but also the troubling things that are coming upon this planet for those left behind, 
Lord, I pray that we would have renewed vigor to share the gospel. Lord, that we would have renewed hope in the blessed hope. But Lord, that it would motivate us to do what you've called us to do, to preach the gospel, to make disciples, to love each other and to love you with our whole hearts. And so, Lord, pour out your spirit upon this teaching. Help me to get out of the way and teach your people, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So in this passage that I just read, of course, it's Jesus talking, but we see something glorious and something ominous. (laughs) We see the glorious return of our Lord, but we also see that there will be very ominous, very dark days, no pun intended, but really, um, Jesus explained right there that it will be dark. At the end of the tribulation, very dark things are coming. And we know this, in verses 19 and 20 of this chapter, we looked at it last week, Jesus told us that the tribulation, the tribulation that's coming upon this planet, will be the worst time the world has ever seen. The absolute worst time. And I'm always quick to mention, that's worse than the flood. These are Jesus' words. Words mean things. Jesus doesn't waste his words. He speaks truth. Jesus said the times that are coming upon this planet are the worst the world will ever know. And we'll see some of that today. But verse 19 and 20, just for a reminder, for in those days there will be tribulation such has not been since the beginning of the creation which God created until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, and that's pointing, that's pointing to Israel, whom he chose, he shortened the days. And so we know the tribulation, we looked at it, it's a seven-year period that starts with the covenant of the Antichrist. Seven years. There's a gap between the rapture and the covenant. We don't know how long that gap is. But once that covenant starts, it will be seven years. And we know those seven years are allotted for God to pour out his wrath on a world that rejected Christ and to take care of, to complete Israel, to do the work that he's done in them. Remember this, we know during the tribulation, two-thirds of the Jewish people alive during those days will be killed by Antichrist and by the, things, the events of the tribulation. But Jesus Christ, in his mercy, in his grace, the Lord, in his covenant that he made many, many years ago with Abraham, made a promise, and he's going to fulfill that promise. And we know that 70th week, that 70th week of Daniel, which I'll go into that a little bit more today too, but we know it's allotted also to Israel, where God is going to deal corporately with Israel, and that one-third will be saved. All of Israel will be saved during the tribulation, and it's that one-third. But here's what we know. Last week we looked at this. We know that there's a midpoint of the tribulation where the war on the Jewish people begins. And we, we looked at that in detail, just as quick summary. Remember the two witnesses, who I believe are Moses and Elijah, in Revelation chapter 11. They will be able to preach in the streets of Jerusalem. God gives them 1,260 days, three and a half years on the Jewish calendar. During the first part of the tribulation, they will preach. They will be a thorn in the side of the wicked people. They will be a thorn in the side of the Antichrist. But because it's God's plan, at the middle point, at this middle point of the tribulation... God is going to give the Antichrist the ability to kill the two witnesses. And they're going to die, and they're going to lay in the streets of Jerusalem. And we talked about this. We're the first generation where this could come true. It says the whole world will see them, will watch them as they lay dead in the streets. They will have parties. They will send gifts to each other all over the world. Not only that, though, after three and a half days, God raises them from the dead in front of everybody. Think of your smartphone and internet and satellite TV. We're the first generation where this can happen. And they're going to raise from the dead. And we know a voice from heaven will cry out, come up here. In the midst of everything going on, people will be watching this and the two witnesses will stand up alive. 
and be taken up into heaven right as everybody watches this. Just think about that. But apparently it makes the Antichrist so mad that the false prophet then, we know the Antichrist also, we talked about this, and just quickly to summarize, we know he will somehow be wounded. Something is going to happen to him. He's going to suffer a wound, yet he's going to survive somehow. But the false prophet is going to set up an image to the Antichrist in the Holy of Holies. And it's an event that Jesus talked about called the abomination of desolation. And last week we looked at that. That image is strange because the Bible says it has pneuma. It has the breath of life in it. Whatever this image is, no image has ever existed like it. Not this, whatever this thing is, this artificial thing that's created will have life to it, this image. We don't understand it, but what we know is if you don't worship that image, if you're left behind and you do, do not worship that image, somehow it will know and be able to track you down and kill you. This is, and I talked about artificial intelligence and quantum computers, all these things that are now alive and well, again, no pun intended, in our generation. It's, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Not only that, but that same image is going to be tied into the monetary system. This is where the mark of the beast comes from. And nobody will be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast on their hand or their forehead. And it's all tied together. And then, here's what we know. That midpoint of the tribulation, when the abomination of desolation takes place, the Bible clearly tells us that they will be allotted 1,260 more days, 1,260 more days, three and a half more years for the Antichrist kingdom. And we know that he's going to declare war. Revelation 12 told us that. He's going to declare war on the Jewish people and go after them. But we also know that God's going to save a faithful remnant. And many people believe he's going to take them into Petra. There seems to be some scripture to back that up. I don't know for sure. But it's kind of neat to think about if, if you've ever seen what Petra is. It's a pretty neat place. But God will sustain them and keep one-third of all Israel safe during that time period. But here's what I want us to remember for today's teaching. From the time of the abomination of desolation, there will be three and a half years to the day, 1260 days, to where then Antichrist will be killed, the Antichrist army will be defeated, and Jesus will return to this planet. 1260 days after the abomination of desolation. So you need to understand, when people try to argue that the, the, the rapture of the church and the second coming, that they're either synonymous or they start to look into some of these different theories of the rapture, Understand this, the rapture itself is an event that no man knows the day or the hour. Jesus said while he was on this planet, he didn't even know. He may know now, I don't know, but the Father is the only one who knows, according to Jesus. But we know when Jesus will return, the second coming. And so I want us to be able to delineate between the rapture of the church and the second coming. This is crucial. The rapture of the church is when Jesus comes for his church. And the Bible tells us we meet him in the air. But the second coming is when Jesus returns with his church. And that is very crucial. And you'll see why it's, it's crucial as we dive into this today. But one event can happen at any moment. The imminent return of Christ. That can happen at any moment. No man know the day or the hour. It can happen right now. It didn't. I mean, we're, I was talking about this before service. One of the reasons why I think the Lord uh, allows us to be taken in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, it says, This has been die. Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. 
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.